You're listening to the Yeah, Well, You Know, That's Just Like Your Opinion Man podcast, a monthly Big Lebowski podcast in which I watch the movie with someone I know, someone I've met somewhere in my life, and we talk about it. The idea being that it's a way of getting lots of different takes on a movie that has a lot of different things to say. So I'll show this to someone who works, you know, in a bank, and then I'll show this to someone who works, you know, in a what's the opposite of a bank? An aquarium. Do I know anyone who works in an aquarium? I'll make I'll befriend someone who works in an aquarium and I'll show them this. The point being, there are a lot of different ways to approach this movie, and I want to get a lot of different opinions on it. So let's begin that. I guess. Now I run a lot of different podcasts. I also have some web series and comics you can check out all at the same place. TopHatsAndCanes.com All those podcasts and this one shall be available on iTunes as well. Probably getting one of those Podbean things sooner or later. If you do want to leave a comment, a complaint, a voice an opinion man, then you can do that where this is hosted on TopHatsAndCanes.com And look out for the next one. We're going to be doing this every month on the 10th. And that's all the bases covered there. Let's get on with the first show with a good friend, my oldest friend, a guy with a big fucking head uh, in a nice way. His name is Neil, and this is what he has to say about watching The Big Lebowski. Just knocking back those white Russians, aren't you? I'm, I'm on it now. <laughs> when else am I going to drink white Russians? Tis the, tis the season. Yeah. For, so this is a this is the Big Lebowski podcast that doesn't have a name yet. I'm gonna come up with something witty and clever, or I'll probably just call it the Big Lebowski fan podcast, like I did with the Danny Trio fan podcast, which you can download on Top Hats and Canes and iTunes. Good plug. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm a self plugging machine. Some kind of wank joke in there. I'll just scale over because <laughs> I'm too classy. But I also want this to be like a life podcast because I'll tell you, Neil, the reason I did this is because I think this is a very accessible movie that people from all walks of life can appreciate. I, so you've got the person who grew up from around the corner from you. We're going to start from here, but like, I think I've got like a pretty wide spectrum of people I know. It's like, you know, what's a nice way of saying normal Joe like you, but like some, <laughs> some real freaks and geeks that I know as well that like, you know, like banging in the art scene. I can appreciate this on the same level that as a guy who works in the bank. I'm not banging in the art scene. Do you bang on the art scene? No. <laughs> I could bang on the art you, you can bang, okay. So, but it's also going to be a life podcast because I want to, see, you know, keep in touch with people. I think like, of all those people I know, you just lose track with people so easily these days. Yeah, you know, you do. And like, you know, I know people that you've known for a few months and you just clicked with, and then they just move somewhere, and you go, oh well, never mind. But through this, maybe I'll track them down again. Yeah. But you, <laughs> I've known for much longer than a few months. So let's start with the life part of this. This is this is Neil. Hello. Hi, Neil. And uh, how long have we known each other now? Since we were four. Four. Did we go to the same um, play school or was that me and Mark? I think that must have been you and Mark. Yeah, it sounds about right, yeah. But we went to the same primary school and we walked to primary school to, to school every day. Yeah. And we went to high school together, the same guy every day. Yeah. Conquer hunting. Conquer hunting. <laughs> classic, classic memories. Riding bikes to the shops. Yeah. And you could leave your bike outside the shop. No one would take it. It'd be fine. Well, Different I seem days. to remember when we were younger, we would leave our bikes outside the shops, and the people in the shops would go, mm, you shouldn't just leave your bikes there. Someone's got nicked yesterday. Yeah, but they were old people. They were scared of stuff, weren't they? That's what all people do. They're just terrifying things. We've become the That's old people now. when yeah, I'm scared. I, I, I wouldn't leave my bike outside my flat. I keep it in my little store well thing, because I'm a trust people. Is this your one-wheeled bike? 
Yeah, it's got another wheel on it now. I spent like 15 quid fixing up, and then the job that I got it fixed up for, I just binned off because they wouldn't let me go to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> what concert was that? Mountain Goats, two nights in a row, greatest experience of my life. Don't regret a thing. Yeah. Do not regret a thing. They didn't ask me in the interview if you've got like any time you've booked off that you want to use. They just gave me the job, but then so I ran it up. I was like, so, uh, so next week, uh, can, I have a t- can I have a Friday off? And he went, oh, no, nah, we don't like the fact you're asking this. Oh, no, all right then. This is my notice. See you later. <laughs> Good on Hi, you. Neil. I don't quite a Lebowski view, though. You know, <laughs> just, you know, Biden getting by. Yeah, yeah. I think we just covered childhood basically there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we went to school together. Yeah. And then. Oh, that student fight as well. Student house. You broke out into the world when you went to college. <laughs> I did. Yes. You became the big man on campus. <laughs> and then you <laughs> came crawling back <laughs> when university rolled around. <laughs> Uh yeah, man, I pretty much did, didn't I? Well, as, as I remember, like you were the one looking for a house with everybody, and then we were just talking about it when we were going to Quidditch. I remember this quite well actually. We were just walking somewhere, and I was asking you how's it going and stuff, and somehow it just came around to you, you just saying like, "So you're moving in with us, yeah?" And I know, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Like I was trying to probably think of a way how to ask how I can get involved. Like but <laughs> you just said, "Oh yeah, so move in with us," and I went, "Yeah, cool." Yeah, and there we were. Yeah, it worked out well, I think. I think it did as well, Neil. I think it did as well. <laughs> we left it very late. We got the cheapest place that was still going. Yeah, good good place, though. Shit all Good two years. But, you know. But in between all that, when I was the one breaking out into the world, forging my own path, first day in university, fine. the second day in university is when I came back home because it was too noisy for me <laughs> I, I, I just needed to let you know the people who have a party settle down and stuff because you know people of the internet I'm an old person I've always been an old person I don't like noise and parties and such so I was like oh, I'll, I'll go home for a bit while this all cools down first night back home I'm pretty fucking bored already so I, I give Neil a text message because oh, the olden days because these are the old days and WhatsApp isn't about and I say are you in yours and you go yeah uh, can I come around? I don't want to be here. And you go, yeah. I go around to yours. We go to your like the little bedroom on the top, not the big bedroom you were in. Yeah, my box room. Yeah, yeah. And that is where I saw the Big Lebowski for the first time. Ah, yes. Was that the first time I'd seen it as well? Probably not, because you had it on tape. How do you? There you go. Here's the question. I had it on tape. Yeah. That's weird. I I must have watched it for the first time around then, and. I must have borrowed it from Ben Duval. Oh, classic Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not classic Ben. <laughs> Other Ben. <laughs> We're through a friend of a friend. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was when when I first started drinking, I think, and hanging <laughs> out with him. I first ben. started drinking. <laughs> um, he was like, "Oh, this film, you've got to see this film," and I went along with it. I apparently was showing it to other people. You you must have been. I mean. I'm pretty sure at this point I knew a thing or two about film because I was in university doing film. I thought you were doing dance. Well, that's just how it turned out. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to that joke some other time. I want people to guess on that, <laughs> what that means. <laughs> but like, I knew Coen Brothers. I must have known Coen Brothers because Fargo it was maybe... I don't know it still is my favourite Coen Brothers film because Fargo is just a brilliant film. Have you seen Fargo? I have, yeah, but I didn't see it until a few years ago. Mm, okay. When the series came out, I started. What I watched the film and then started watching the series and didn't get into it. What did you think of the series? Yeah, it wasn't for me. And the first one's pretty good. The rest of them are just like, what are we still doing here, lads? You know, you you drove this idea home. Yeah, but it works. 
So you showed me this phone, this film, Cool Box, with uh, Lebowski and uh, Walter standing there, and you're like, oh, this this looks pretty interesting. I like Coen Brothers. I'll watch this. And watching at the time, it's just like, oh, that's a good movie. And yeah. then just just never again thinking about it. But then again, watching it over and over again over time, every now and again, just flapping it on. It must have been like the third view or the fourth when I just went, oh shit. This is a masterpiece. This is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen. This, every part of this, like the script, the acting, the the cinematography, just everything about this, just screams. This is a work of fucking art. Maybe I'm not quite there yet. Maybe you know I need to watch it a few more times. Like, have you ever had that with something else? Like you've watched it a few times and it took you a while to click on to. Um. No. No. <laughs> well, Just I, me then. I guess I've got it. I've had it with music. So you listen yeah, to yeah. you listen to an album and you go, oh, that's okay. And you might come back to it a few times over a couple of years. I've had, and like, then, yeah, like, then it clicks. I'm still on the classic iPod, me. So like, I've had like albums lower than the iPod. Just never bothered listening to it. Like Descendants were on my iPod for years. I had like two songs that I listened to. And then I watched the documentary when that came out like two, three years ago. And then I listened to a full album. It's like, oh fuck. Why have I been listening to this my whole life? This is like the songwriting that I dig and the style that I dig it why why am I a huge part of this yeah things just need to click into place sometimes I exactly it's the time and the setting and all that with this film I've when we watched it today it was probably the fourth time mm-hmm. maybe I've seen it but it's been a long time since I've watched it like I said I'm probably not at the same point you're at where it's a masterpiece but I do think I enjoy it every time I watch it and there's nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with a perfect beat for beat movie there's nothing that I watch and go ah that's crap or I don't like that and there's a lot of things that I like about it every time I see it Mm -hmm. so I think I could get to where you are with it it just takes time what would you how would you describe this movie to someone what's it about um I've heard people describe it as a bowling (laughs) the bowling genre I think Big Lebowski in Kingpin and nothing else yeah (laughs) I think that's just a bit of a backdrop I think it's just a guy living it's it's about just a dude yeah who comes to be called the dude and weird stuff happens to him it's not like this is a a normal day in a person's life Mm -hmm. but what I love about the film is just the way he reacts to it just the way that he is throughout the whole thing that's what's likable about it yeah it's uh, it's just like such a great character basically like, like the, the story that happens around him like so you have to watch it so many times to clock onto the fact the story around the character is brilliant because you can just watch the character the dude just do anything any movie any any story and it would be still great yeah it's like, the fact that there's a thing around it that also works in so many other levels I kept asking you while we were watching it it's like so what was going on here who was that what was that doing and that's because and even though I've seen it a few times I guess the story doesn't matter that much it's no like, yeah it's, that's a good point it's interesting but the bits that I'm going to remember about it are odd lines that he says or the way like the scenarios to play out that's another, that's another thing I wanted to talk about like movies that you watch all the time like what would you say is your favourite movie hmm if you'd asked me this about 10 years ago I would have said Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> which is Oy sort of embarrassing <laughs> but that is probably the film that I've seen most okay yeah it's fair, fair enough but that was more of like a, I don't know a relationship with someone like with Mike like mm-hmm. we just went and saw that all the time and it was more like that was our thing yeah, and yeah. like that was why I had really good memories it's not exactly a masterpiece no <laughs> but 
That's pretty enough. Film. Good, yeah. good on Gore for his work on that movie. But the reason I was asking is like because like my favorite movies are different than the movies that I I, I love. Like I watched um, Monty Python the Holy Grail again last week just because it's been so long to watch it, and I can still do that movie word for word. Every beat of that movie, I can still do Monty Python and Wayne's World one and most of two. I could perform for you right now. And, just, <laughs> and like, Big Lebowski is so quotable and it's, there's so many great lines in it, but I still don't class it as one of those movies. No. Like, I watched um, Alpha Popper again the other day and I must have watched that like three times, four times since that's been out. And it's just like a great movie that you can just watch because it's just funny. It's the, the great lines that resonate, but there's still this stuff you watch it and you, you forgot that line's still coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, they're both movies where there's going to be funny snippets. Mm-hmm all the way through yeah. it and you can't possibly keep on top of it all and remember it all with the Bowski though the movie right it took me three or four times to watch it to realise that it's a noir movie it's a it's a crime detective movie which should have been a big clue because he says the case twice in it does he? he does yeah <laughs> he does Yeah, he, he says it to Maud and I think he says it to the, the brother Seamus the other private dick who's working another case there's four different cases happening in it and yet you don't realise this is a detective movie yeah it there's, passed me by there's bits when him and Walter are driving to the drop off it's such a noir set up like that driving in the dark with like the light screaming over them like that's exactly how they would set that scene up and he's kind of like a noir character it's got like you know like the femme fatale it's got like the the, the Maltese Falcon billionaire character it's got all these elements of it but it's set in such a different background. It's like that movie Brick. Have you seen that movie Brick? No. No, it's no one's seen it that much. It, it's 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 like a, a Monday noir film. Just no one clocks on the fact that it's noir because there's no like Humphrey Bogart in a raincoat in black and white, you know. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Neil Griffiths, <laughs> right? A new theory. I've just compiled watching it again now for eighth time, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a detective movie. I think. It's the Coen Brothers fucking with you movie. Right. Because it's got the elements of the detective movie. It's also got the elements of the slacker movie, The Dude. But the other elements it's got the most of, the Western. Why else is that character in it? Yeah. Why is he in there? How does he How does he help the plot? He doesn't do anything else. He just talks to the dude. The only reason he's in there is to give it a Western twang. I like him in there. And it's almost when you're watching it you can almost imagine that he's just in his head or something like yes yeah. you can make voice. that argument because there's no one else around when everybody's talking to him and gets served but i guess he could just be imagining these guys yeah exactly yeah he's he's a good character because i i don't think i've ever questioned it it's just always oh, there he's cool that's the whole thing of the movie it's just oh that's cool yeah, gives you amazing. a conclusion yeah he wraps up some loose ends doesn't he he's he just, just tells you the, the baby's on the way and mm-hmm. stuff when there's the argument that it's a detective movie mm-hmm. do you think that when he meets the other private detective guy the brother Seamus yeah and he <laughs> that suggests that he's another dick yeah is that them sort of trying to reveal to you and go like spell it out and say look this is also a detective yeah movie. maybe it is maybe that's them just really pushing that point because if you look at stuff like Wire in the Blood like the first movie it's just it is really shot like a detective movie but there's no detective in it it's just a crime movie it's and, like the dude doesn't realise that he's a detective yeah well he's not so neither do we you know? Fargo is a, a detective movie it's just that it's the inverse of noir because instead of everything in black everything's white they make a lot of detective movies but 
another element of this movie the the Vietnam movie it's got to be a Vietnam movie why Creedence Clearwater Revival that's why it's got to yeah, be I've heard you talk about <laughs> this but it's got Saddam Hussein sure. in it okay you sell him shoes like it mentioned at the very beginning of the film the voiceover says this is set during this war I assume that that was a lookalike as well yeah. I don't think it's really Saddam Hussein <laughs> it's the same guy who's in Hot Shots I think but it, <laughs> it, it, it is it's an American war movie it's just there's no point of it where they go to war like Walter always banging on about these brothers that died face down in the mud yeah I, I've always thought there's got to be some reason to him saying all that stuff like it's got to be symbolic of what's happening in there like there's a scene like when he, dude Walter and Donnie are at the bar with Donnie in the middle does that represent something because like Walter's like the aggressive side and the dude's like the peaceful side is Donnie the bit in the middle but the bit in the middle is not very responsive to anything so he's the public and his reaction to stuff like war is oh are we going into war oh okay well you've said we're going into war so we're going into war and the dude who is an active protester mind you is on the other side of this table not on the middle hmm See? that's quite interesting yeah, there you go there you go and I'm just making this up at the top of my head as well and I guess Walter never listens to Donnie never so, listens and so he just shuts him down without even hearing what he said so there's that time when he actually listens to him about when the, the bowling matches mm-hmm. but he's already told him to shut up before he realises yeah. oh actually I want to hear that yeah. maybe that is the sort of the, the aggression the, of the the, the American government saying like oh this is just what's happened mm. there's even a bit in it when um the dude says to him like this has no connection to Vietnam like what are you talking about and he's like well there's a little connection there's a little connection there's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and he's like he's trying to bring everything back to this thing that riles people up like he just wants people to be permanently agitated as we can see by American politics now get people agitated get them angry all the time they'll be on your side like it doesn't matter if what you're saying is right as long as you've got them angry and ready to bend something down they'll be like oh yeah fuck everybody else USA USA yeah but that's not how the dude rolls no like Walter's a lot angrier but he seems a lot more focused on th- like when something comes up he's like right and this is what we're going to do and go and do it like this but, and he's very like narrow minded but focused on the task and he doesn't listen to what anyone else is saying about it he's like this is what we're doing much like the Vietnam War I know nothing about the Vietnam War. <laughs> well, it was a war they couldn't win because they, you know, the they were fighting the man in the what, the black pajamas. Like they were fighting a local sort, local. They were fighting the local people that knew the terrain better than they did, and they were just getting slaughtered in there. And they were saying, "We need to back out. We need to back out." And they're like, "No, no, no, I don't." Vietnam War was uh, Tricky Dick Nixon's war, and Richard Nixon is in a poster in uh, Lebowski's room because he bowled a lot. Yeah. There you go. I, I, some of the stuff they must have put in there just to mess with people they must have done yeah I I think it, in from what you're saying about it this is one of those films that's got all those little hidden things in mm. there and a lot of fan theories around it as well there's a massive fan theory I need to read more up on before I start spieling it but like people reckon it's uh, Alice in Wonderland because it starts with him like the dude going down a toilet it's like like Alice going down the well or whatever or in the bottle or whatever the bunny character is the lady uh, I don't know who like the the, the dudes are like the, the queen's guards there's there's people who have spotted this out plot, plot points that I looked at once like oh that's interesting scroll past but I'm going to read up on it again now it sounds to me like one of those things that is interesting but I'm pretty sure that's not yeah, it it's totally not <laughs> it's what they not meant what they to wanted. do but 
so speaking of interpretations of are you familiar with the church of the latter day dude no right <laughs> okay I can already imagine a <laughs> it's bit pretty of what easy this to might be up what it is. so some fella who was a travel writer uh, was sitting off in a bar in Thailand or something just thinking about life and he watched this movie and he thought you know what that's a good principle of how to live your life just to be like the dude just to take each moment as it comes to abide gonna start a religion on that me and so he did mm. so the church of the latter day dude is a thing but you can get ordained in that is odd yeah <laughs> and there, there are dudists who like their, their belief is to just abide it's pretty fucking brilliant because it, it is right again this needs a lot more research before I start ranting and raving on it but the Lebowski the dude takes a lot of his life approach is from the tenets of Taoism which is like a form of Buddhism without the you know the, the worship and stuff it's more about the approach to daily life like let all things be uh, be at peace with all yada yada in fact um, Lebowski or like there's, there's one key word in the movie that translates into something in Taoism as well and, but I'm pretty sure that's just a coincidence but it's a huge fucking coincidence you know what I'm saying yeah. but there's there's all like the tenets that the the dude practices are normal like Buddhist principles as well just you know coolness like not yelling and <laughs> abiding there's just something about his manner throughout the whole film so I'd always thought before we watched it again today I was thinking oh the dude's just this really laid back guy mm -hmm. but when you watch the film he's not laid back throughout the whole thing no, no, there's times no. when he's getting angry there's times when he's trying to worm his way out of things and there's a lot of frustration but there's just something about the way that he conveys himself that's laid back even when he's angry and even when he's shouting Walter down there's still something that's really cool about the way that he's doing it and that you're just on his side that it's like yeah he's the voice of sense just yeah. go along with it the the dude as a, as a buddhist hero as just like a religious figurehead is something i can really get behind like i it's pretty much my my actual approach to life it's just like yeah whatever it'll sort itself out or it won't mm. and that's it's got me this far which is <laughs> you know i'm still here <laughs> i'm not dead that's something there's definitely something to to watching it and watching the two main characters like Walter yeah. and the dude the two sides of the and, coin, aren't they? yeah and you can just look at him and go oh you want to be more like the dude than Walter and Walter gets all frustrated mm -hmm. and riled up I'm sure we all do at times but I think the dude's that contrast to it that goes yeah I should probably be more like that than I'm not just obviously not what they intended, but like they do show like Walter has more than the dude. Like you look at the dude's apartment, it's a shithole. Like but Walter, it's got his own business because he's got his own van. He was married. He's got some kind of religious faith. You know, he believes in something. He's got all these things that people are told. Like oh, these are the things you need. You know, you need the marriage. You need the the good career. You need a belief in something. He keeps himself. He's better presented than the dude as well. Exactly. Which might yeah, be his yeah, sort of yeah. military background. All that. He's always like sharp haircut yeah. and sharp beard and... and on the other side there's the dude who literally has fucking nothing apart from the shit box car and the shit apartment he's behind rent on he's got no money to pay for his milk for his white Russians but he's just the better character he's just a <laughs> lot happier like that's against the Taoism thing like you know possessions end up owning you you don't need all this stuff like he's like, the, uh, the guy who runs dudism is just saying like society sets up these things that it says you need to have this to be a success but you can just get by without being a success 
and instead you'll be a happy person and I think he's he's uh, he looks after the thing or he's invested in the things that he owns as well the dude so like when he's getting That's his true, head yeah. flushed he's down the toilet of that rug. <laughs> he takes his sunglasses uh-huh, out of the toilet yeah, again yeah, yeah. the rug is obviously a big thing when his shit old car is getting he's not happy up. about that <laughs> yeah so I mean he still has like um, respect for his possessions yeah but... he's not like living in a cave somewhere he's got a few things that he needs which is again something I can relate to because I'm not getting rid of my big TV and my Playstation and all that shit <laughs> you know what I mean Buddhism looks great on paper communism works in theory <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> well like his reaction to the rug is, is good because he obviously cares about the rug yeah. ties the room together it does tie that room together did it not <laughs> and he, he's obviously upset about it but the way he doesn't dwell on it in the way that you imagine that Walter would like yeah. getting angry mm. he talks about it a lot and it comes up a lot but it's it's almost like ah oh, this cool rug I had that was a shame gone he's almost like moved on from it yeah it's and it, keeps bringing him back to it, isn't it it's never it doesn't go on and on it's just oh yeah the rug we tied the room together and we move on again yeah there's no like getting frustrated about it yeah. and again Donnie who's just like the middle of it is just just questioning like he wants to know what's happening but he's not really invested in the story you know I guess there must be some kind of like the reason why Steve Buscemi is Donnie and this doesn't do much of anything is we, we know the reason why because uh, the, the Cohen said so it's because in the movie before this he played uh, in Fargo he played a character that just was like a you know like a weaselly slimy ball who was just talked all the time and it was fucking annoying so they wrote him a role for this which was just the opposite like they just wanted to let him bust his acting chops just do something inverse of what he was doing didn't know that I mean I've never looked into it but considering how much he's in it and how much he adds to to the story with yeah. sort of the end he, he makes a big impact on it he doesn't actually do much at all in the film no, but he, they wanted him in it's like the Coens like they'll just like they've got their cast of characters they like to work with even like the guy who's the brother Seamus has been in a lot of the stuff and it's a fucking tiny role it's just like oh we know what he can do we know what he's got the look we want so we'll get him in this did you know the Coen brothers like co-directed this in times when they weren't allowed to co-direct stuff no so that's why they took turns taking credit for the movie it'll say like written by Ethan and directed by Joel and the next one will be written by Joel directed by Ethan but they both did both things they just weren't allowed to say at the time because it was like a screen director's guild thing that you weren't allowed to have two people directing the movie but they changed that law for them oh right yeah even the editing of the movie was up for an award and like we need to get the, you need to tell Skip whatever his name is that this this um, he's won an award for this he's in the run for an award for this it's like oh we can't do that oh, why not because we did it when we edited the movie we just don't have a editor's approval or we don't have the edit guild award stuff so we just did it ourselves <laughs> good on them yeah they, they were just fucking guys who just like making movies man. And the they dude made attitude stuff. maybe that's part of them coming through and the dude that it's like yeah based on a real character the dude you know really a real person yeah who uh, who was one of the uh, the the uh, Seattle Seven and uh, did roadie for some bands? I don't think he roadie for Metallica though. He's <laughs> <laughs> just one of those composite characters like that. That bit when they go into the room to see the guy in the iron lung, like that's one of his actual life stories. They just put in. Ooh. I mean, you know that I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. He's a guy. He's a big Pearl Jam fan. And there was no way I was going to get through any podcast with him without bringing Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, the dude is Eddie Vedder. Okay, okay. 
I mean, Explain. <laughs> well, I guess the time when I first saw the film, I can't even remember when that was, but it was in the early 2000s. And at that time, Eddie Vedder, around the sort of avocado album era, mid-2000s, he looks like the dude. He's got the goatee, <laughs> he's got the hair. And he's that laid-back guy. Like, he's got that... Just a Biden? He's got that same sort of feeling about it. So, he... I mean, the dude's obviously older, but to me, he's got that same sort of Eddie Vedder vibe. He does. He's got that, that slacker mentality. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Pearl Jam, music in the movie. Yeah. Amazing. There is no Pearl Jam music in the movie, so <laughs> well, not amazing. But I think it's one of the, the greatest soundtracks for anything. It just works so well. All, all the songs just clip together with what they're showing. And they're all like, not nothing's out of place. It's not like that annoying trend in movies now where it's just like oh let's do like a a, a slow down piano version or a girl with a ukulele version of yeah. fucking welcome to the jungle or some shit like that it's just I can't abide that yeah that's definitely a modern trend mm-hmm. isn't it it's yeah. the John Lewis advert yeah stuff. that was bastard started <laughs> but All the music in this is just perfect well you've got that Hotel California mm-hmm. cover Latin Kings that's one of those things that the first couple of times I saw the film it starts and you're like this is really familiar I know what this is but, mm-hmm. but it's different enough that I can't place it I don't know if that's just me but I just mm. every, the first couple of times I heard it I couldn't remember it and I said to you when we were watching I was like what's there's a cover of something uh, in this and it stuck by me that it was in there but it's funny that's so good and when it, when it kicks in if you're like me and you haven't quite realised what it is yeah, yeah. it kicks in when he starts doing the slow-mo <laughs> the dancing the editing on it is perfect yeah, and they're not even on. professional editors they just they just know what they're doing film-wise but that's an eagle song and the dude fucking hates the eagles yeah. I've always wondered why they put that in there it's just one of those things there's so many things in this movie which like that didn't need to be in there but not in the bad way like oh that didn't need to be in there it's like why is that in there am I missing something from not being in there like all the stuff oh. in Jackie Treehorn's like compound well, it's I guess so on, on that bit with the Eagles, like that's their sort of nemesis in the bowling world. And Walter has a lot of sort of altercation with him, but the dude doesn't really rise to anything. But I guess maybe that's the sort of hint of that rivalry yeah, between them. Like he's just got like a bad day, and he can't think about the Jesus and his allocation with the Eagles, and he's just like, <laughs> "Oh no, turn that shit off." Yeah, I I think that's probably just their way of linking that. I, oh yeah, he doesn't like the Eagles. Remember when we played the mm-hmm. Eagles cover? There you go. Guys, there's a there's a word that, there's a cinematic word for that that I'm not gonna bother trying to pronounce. Let me look stupid. But yeah, <laughs> that's it's it's a fucking great movie. It is a great movie. It's a really really good movie. Uh, we could probably say more, but we should be repeating ourselves, I guess. You know. Yeah, and um, I guess if you're gonna do this as a regular thing, once a month, it's not gonna be once a week. Yeah, I, I'll run out of steam if I do it once a week. If you've got, if you're gonna watch this movie again and again and talk about things with people, let's not try and <laughs> like ring it dry in the I, first one. I think another one I picked this one. Another reason I picked this movie is I could watch this every month and be like totally fine with it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this again. Good man. Soon. There you go. So uh, we've all we've all learned something there. Neil's gonna watch this movie more. He's gonna listen to Towns Van Zant as well. Yeah, that's I, gonna be his next homework. We learn how to make white Russians today. We learn how to make white Russians, good white Russians as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be drinking more of these. Oh, that's probably too expensive for me to keep a bottle, like. But yeah, maybe we will. 
next time we hang out with the guys I'll bring a bottle of Kahlua and hopefully that'll draw you into coming (laughs) okay so we need a podcast sign off what's the podcast sign off going to be is there anything in in the Big Lebowski it's got to be linked to it what is uh, what does thingy say at the end I think you've just got to finish it with abide abide yeah nice (laughs) abiding with you Neil (laughs) (laughs) lovely abiding with you Liam fade (laughs) fade